This episode of the Restoration Today podcast is brought to you by AnswerForce and Surety. Don't let cash flow crunch and admin burden stop your team from doing what they do best, building. Surety accelerates the insurance claims proceeds process by taking care of tedious work with mortgage lenders, helping restoration contractors get paid in full and get back on track for success. Visit surety.com to find out more. This episode is also brought to you by AnswerForce. How much business are you missing because you're not available 24-7? Make sure every opportunity is answered after hours on weekends and over holidays. From first notice of loss to current customer calls, AnswerForce works with restoration companies to answer every call and keep your business growing 24-7. Search AnswerForce Restoration to find out more or visit AnswerForce.com. Hey there, Restorers. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Restoration Today podcast. Today, I am excited to be joined by a fellow marketer, a guru in the marketing space. It is Benjamin Riccardi. He is with Ironclad Restoration Marketing. He also has his own podcast, The Restoration Rundown, which he was so gracious to have me on several months back. He's also done some writing for CNR and is just a wealth of knowledge on marketing in general and how to help restoration companies um, really excel, especially in your digital presence. So that's kind of what we're going to be diving into today. So Benjamin, thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to toss it over to you and have you introduce yourself. Well, thank you very much. I'm going to have a hard time getting my head out of my office door after that after that great introduction. Um, no, thank you so much for having me on. As you mentioned, my name is Benjamin Riccardi. I'm the founder of Ironclad Restoration Marketing. We're a restoration and cleaning uh, company, specific digital marketing company. Um, and yeah, and I also host a little known, if if known at all, podcast called The Restoration Rundown, where we try to break down some of the things restorers and cleaning companies are struggling with, with, with everything with mar- from marketing to getting paid to, you know, having on a, a lot of really cool guests on there to just try to get involved in the industry and help wherever we can. So how long have you been in marketing? Talk about the background of Ironclad and your background in restoration, all that. So I've got a pretty interesting background. So my background is in construction. Um, I was, you know, family site development. Um, I actually have a site development company now. Um, But at some point in the 2000s, um, I needed a a career change. Um, And I've always been into video and I've always been into writing. Um, So I started diving into marketing, went back to school, learned how to build websites, really DIY everything for any businesses that I've ever run. Um, And that led me down the path. And that was nine or 10 years ago. Um, And then Ironclad was born from that. Um, so I shifted gears from the from the site development industry and moved into really heavily into digital marketing. Um, and since then, we've we've built a very good team, learned a lot, wrote some books on it, um, and really dove into the industry and and brought to me to where we are today, um, which is helping out restorers and cleaning companies get more sales just by, you know, cutting through the BS and and really getting their internet marketing solid. Perfect. Okay. So you were talking about, there's so many roads I can go down here. We'll see where this conversation takes us. But I was, you made the comment about learning to DIY and build websites. Looking at websites today, what do you say, what, what do you find to be the best elements in a, in a site for a restoration or cleaning company or the best performing websites? What are some of the things that they have in common? Sure. Um, yeah. And that's, that's uh, obviously like I can go on for hours about this, but yeah. the ba- you need to really make sure you have the basics in order. Um, you want a website that um, is, you know, it's your first impression, right? We're living in a digital marketplace. Everybody's going through a device or a computer to find a business. So you want to make sure your website represents you much like if you were wrapping one of your vehicles, you know, you don't want to drive around a rusty old, you know, vehicle that's broke down everywhere. Um, it doesn't represent your company well. Yeah. Um, but a few things that you want to make sure that you're doing is you, you got to make sure that you have really easy to access and navigate website. It very clearly says who you are, what you do and where you do it. 
Um, you wanted to have that information as the most prominent information, like the old newspaper adage above the fold. Um, so the best performing websites um, are one, you got to have proper hosting. You want to have a fast website. We yep. live in a microwave society. People jump right off as soon as it starts to take a little while to load. And, you yep. know, in this industry that, you know, these, these leads are quick, they want results right away. Um, so that's one, but from, a, from an aesthetic perspective, you know, you need to make sure one, you're representing your company. Well, one, the, the three big basics are having a very professional logo, top left, mm -hmm. um, easy to get in touch with you phone number. You got to think about who your target customers are. Um, a lot of times they have catastrophic emergency property damage. Um, so we don't want to make it hard for them to get in touch with you. So whether it's your mobile site um, or your desktop site, having your phone number call us now is probably one of the most important things you can have and a clickable phone number. Um, if you're on a mobile device, you don't want anybody to have to sit there and write down your phone number and then have to pick up a phone because they're not going to do it. That's the reality of it. Um, so considering the buyer's journey, you know, um, your, your logo, your clickable phone number, what you do, you know, make sure that you can solve the problems. And a really cool thing that it's going to become way more prominent now is having video on your homepage. Um, that's important. Um, a really quick video of who you are, what you do and how you do it goes a long way because you're building a level of trust with people. And with the prominence of um, the AI that's coming out, I have a sneaky suspicion that eventually Google is going to weigh a little more heavily on video because it's much harder to generate AI video content that's authentic versus written content. So that's a little nugget in there that we're really diving into here at Ironclad to make sure that we're helping our customers or our clients out um, get the best bang for their buck and have the biggest digital footprint. How much does video play into the SEO equation right now for a website? Um, it, it does a lot um, for a few reasons. One, YouTube um, is the second largest search engine in the world, right? So Google has the lion's share of search. I mean, there's like 98% of search and YouTube is right behind them. Um, so having video from an SEO perspective does something because one, you're linking back to a YouTube channel. So you're creating external internal links. Um, from a conversion standpoint, I think it would weigh a little heavier on because you are allowing somebody's much more um, apt to watch a video than they are to read something. Now, are people really spending time on your website watching a video about your water damage restoration process or anything like that? Maybe, maybe not, um, but it does help convert, right? It does help when people are looking for, one of the pain points in this industry is they need to be able to trust you, right? They're already dealing with something that's terrible that's happened to them. The last thing they want is somebody coming in and ripping them off, leaving their home in a, in a worse condition that, that it was, and even just not showing up when they counted on them to do so. So video is a really cool way to cut through the noise and just set yourself apart from your competition because not a lot of people do it. I think last year, I think there was like 99% of people consume content on the internet and there's only 1% of people that create it. So if you're doing that um, for your business, whether you have a cleaning company or a restoration company, um, you're already setting yourself up for a little bit better conversion rates and you know, possibly even pre-cooking somebody that you're not going to have to sell and chase around. How important are social pages matching in with the website? Like how important is it to have a Facebook or maybe a LinkedIn, but more so I would think Facebook or I don't know, there's other platforms, but where yeah. does social media play into that? Uh, it depends, right? So I, I'm a proponent, you know, in my book, the No BS Guide to Internet Marketing for Restoration mm -hmm. Contractors, we have a whole chapter on social media, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. At the end of the day, you want to have a digital footprint that expands across all channels. And the article that we just, we you know, you just published that I wrote, um, we take an omni-channel or the ironclad digital marketing omnipresence method. Um, you want to be omnipresent. You don't want to put all your eggs into one basket. Um, you know, for a cleaning company, if you were, you know, a couple of years ago, let's say you only ran Facebook ads, right? And that's, and you did well, right? 
And uh, there was a couple times in a couple, a couple of years ago where Facebook went down completely. Yeah. Remember, Facebook is a service. It can go down just like that, just like any of your websites that get hacked. And then where are you going to be? So if you're depending on that day-to-day um, ads to go out to bring you leads in, now what are you going to do when Facebook goes down? Facebook also, uh, a couple of years ago, especially around the COVID time, they were allowing their AI to do everything. They were they were shutting down whole accounts with zero customer support. So um, you don't want to back yourself against a wall where you have to rely on just one channel. Yep. Um, so every single social channel that you can pick is great for your business. It's a branding play, helps keep top of mind mentality. Now, people aren't going onto Facebook and Instagram looking for property damage contractors, but if you're showcasing testimonials and case studies and your beautiful work, you are going to help pre-sell somebody and convert those eyeballs into traffic. And they're also, again, from an SEO perspective, they create great backlinks to your site. Mm -hmm. So you have high authority websites saying, this is who this company is. This is where they operate. And you're very active on those channels. People will look, they'll look at your, your content. They'll, they'll just like they're looking at reviews, you know? So every single channel that you think would make sense for your business, I would claim um, and make sure it's consistent and make sure you have those links on your website. So you create this ecosystem um, of different channels that are all going back to your website, which is the hub um, for your business. For company, you just answered this a little bit, but for companies that are in a really saturated market where there's a lot of competition, how can they help build their authority on Google so that they appear higher in the searches? I know then you, they could maybe sponsor some ads, so then they're you know, ab above those people, but without doing the sponsored ads, how can you get to the top of the page? Yeah. So, you know, the first thing that I want to make sure that everybody understands, and, and this happens quite a bit and uh, it's really basic, but you have to understand how a search engine page breaks down, right? You just mentioned ads, uh, but there's really three main components. Um, you've got your, your pay-per-click, your ad section, which includes LSA. So if anybody else there that's running LSA stuff, that's up there in the top. Those are the first results you're going to see when somebody's looking for a product or service. Below that is going to be the map section, which is the bread and butter Yep. The article we talked about Google business profile directly correlates with that. And then you have your organic section, the non-paid stuff. That's the content on your website and all the backlinks and all this work um, that you've done to try to rank yourself in the organic section, which is the most sustainable over a long period of time uh, way to get leads into your business when you're talking about a search engine marketing. Um, so if you're in, a, in this industry, let's face it, every market is saturated, right? Unless you're in the middle of you know, where I'm from in Northern Maine, where there's probably not even a restoration company or, or a cleaning company up there. Most markets are very saturated. That's what creates the, the beauty and the curse of this business um, and these industries. Um, so let's say everything's equal, right? You're, you're, you got to look at it kind of like a NASCAR race. Mm -hmm. um, every one of the cars in a NASCAR race has the same engine pretty much. I mean, they, they have, they're all built within these constraints, which we'll talk about as a search engine. It really boils down to the driver, right? So just because you're on the first page of Google, just because you're dominating maps rankings doesn't mean people are going to use your services if your internal processes aren't legitimate, right? You're not answering the phone on time. You don't have the infrastructure to handle the leads that come in and you don't have the employees that are going to treat your business as their own and do a really you know, nice job for somebody to where they're going to leave you reviews and you create that, that cycle. Um, so if you're doing the right things, um, I really, you know, taking the omni-channel approach, you know, you should be running pay-per-click and LSA. Um, it's LSA is a little bit of an uphill battle to get approved, but there's a reason behind it because it's a pay per lead and it's great. You cut out the middleman from all the national, you know, lead gen services. Um, you should be dominating Google maps and there's a whole process to that with your Google business profile. And now with the big algorithm updates, your Google business profile and your organic search traffic are kind of one in the same. Um, so especially if you're a local service-based business, 
Um, you have to have your ducks in a row when it comes to SEO on your website. And you really need to be running your Google business profile properly to make sure that your organic traffic grows. Um, and they break it down even simpler. I always talk about ads, maps, and your organic. Um, your ads, you want to take, you talk about like a grocery store. So, and your organic and your Google business profile is like a garden. Um, it takes a lot longer to grow. You know, you still have to nurture it. You still have to maintain it. You can't just throw some seeds in the ground and walk away. Um, and, but at the same time, while you're waiting for this garden to grow, your LSA and your pay-per-click can serve like a grocery store. So you can go there and get your vegetables or your fruit or whatever you're growing in your garden and make sure that you are getting inbound leads to be able to create, you know, work and scale your business properly. Okay. All right. I, let's talk more about Google My Business because you yes. mentioned it several times. So let's really dive into that. And for people who are listening, you can go find Benjamin's article on the CNR website as well if you want to take a little bit of a deeper dive into it. But explain what Google My Business is how and how you set up your profile, how often you should be updating those kind of elements. Yeah. So that um, that come, kind of lends back into what you talked about before, where you said, you know, what is going to separate people? What can they do to, to you know, override their competition? I love the Google business profile. Google loves the Google business profile. It's a Google property. The coolest thing about Google business profile is that it's free, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't have to have a doctorate in marketing. You don't have to have any digital marketing experience at all. Um, it's as easy as running an Instagram page at this point, but it's so powerful when it comes to service-based businesses because it's tied to your maps rankings. And that is again, the bread and butter for your, for this industry. Um, so as far as the process, you, you need to make sure you have a verified account. Google's made it very difficult under the guise of re removing spam companies and lead gen services that are that are trying to take take advantage of, um, you know, backdoor ways to do leads. It's, it's really good. Um, they've made it very difficult to verify your account because they want legitimate businesses using their platform to serve their user base. Yep. So, you know, set up your, your Google business profile, claim it. Um, make sure you verify it. Now they're doing some sort of, they're doing video verifications a lot now. So what they'll actually call you on like a zoom call, just like this, and you'll show them your vehicles, show them your business address, show wow. them all. Oh yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's, it, it was like a kind of a postcard, right? Paper. Postcard. Yeah. They're not, they're not email. And they're, now it's... Yeah. We're not seeing those very often. The last four or five that we set up, we had to walk our clients through a video verification process and it's fine. It takes five, 10 minutes. Um, you know, you, you have a really, we, you know, you typically, you'll have a list of what they're looking for. They're going to email you the list and then you go through the process. Um, but then you are verified. So once you're verified, you want to properly optimize your profile. So no matter what type of business you're running, you want to make sure that you clearly fill out all the services that you provide, right? You can set either an address of your business. So if you're, if you allow people to come to your business and you have a storefront, then you put your address in there. If not, a big change that a lot of people that are probably listening to this have got hit with this. They got suspended for no reason at all. They breathe funny on their profile. Well, it's because Google wants you to set your service area versus an address. Um, you used to be able to gain the system a little bit by entering addresses and changing the business name to reflect, you know, it could be so-and-so restoration, water damage restoration, Houston, Texas, and you would be able to gain the system a little bit. Well, they've stop that. They, they realize that. And they're always going to realize if you're doing something that's circumventing their guidelines, you're going to get caught at some point and good luck getting out of it. Their, their, their uh, customer support is very backed up because of it. Um, so set your service area. Um, I think they allow you to set up to two hours around your main location. Okay. Um, but you know, pick the cities that you want to work in, put the services on there that you want to work for, put a description, um, utilize the Google business offers you a free website. So, and it's just some you know, little thing and you put your services in there and everything like that. It's great. 
add your Google business profile link to your website. Make sure you're getting reviews. That's a huge, that's probably the number one thing, get reviews. Um, I don't want to talk about, we could talk about reviews and how to get them all day long. Um, but outside of reviews, they have an updating um, platform. So you got to make sure you have all your photos built out on it. Um, on a day-to-day, week-to-week, um, if you can build it in as much as you can, utilize their photo, your, your opportunities to photo. So have your team, have yourself. When you're on jobs, no matter what type of job it is, if you're going to a flood, take pictures of the flood, upload it to your Google business profile right from that area because Google will geolocate it. Their their AI will scan the picture and tell itself, it'll pull keywords out of the picture. So flood damage in a certain city, right? SEO. Right. And then um, go back when you get back to the office and create an update about it. Um, say, hey, you know, here's here's an update. We went to this job in Houston, Texas. It was a flood where this is the step-by-step what we're going to do. If you find yourself in this situation, click us and call us 24 hours. And there's a call to action button that you can set in there. And I'd be updating it as much as you actually could possibly do it. Like if you're spending time on Instagram or Facebook and putting all these posts up, I would, I would move my shift, my workload to using your Google business profile. You're just going to get a little bit more direct results out of it, which is going to be organic traffic in your maps rankings. Okay. What are some of the common mistakes that you see cleaning and restoration companies making in their digital presence as a whole? Things have come such a long way. I don't know how anybody even keeps up if, unless they have, you know, working with a professional like you and your company or yeah. somebody specifically on their team that understands digital marketing. It changes so fast. It, it does. It, it really does. I think in 2021, there was 6,000 algorithm, uh, 4,500 algorithm updates on Google alone. Some of them are minor. And the thing is, if you're doing the right thing, a lot of times you're not going to have to worry about them. But there are some major ones that happen. For instance, the Google business profile going from Google My Business to Google business profile, the video verification method. So the biggest problem I see and we see as an agency is lack of consistency and improper systems. Mm -hmm. Um, That goes a lot of different ways. But the one thing you've got to look at this like, and the only way I could put it is is like working out, right? You say, hey, I'm going on vacation to Hawaii. I got six months. I'm going to just get in the best shape of my life. And you do. Um, You get in good shape. You go to Hawaii and you come back and you just go right back to to where you were before and you're going to lose all that momentum you've gained. So I understand, um, you know, one thing that business owners need to understand is when you're hiring a marketing agency, no matter what they are, one, you have to make sure you know the right questions to ask. You know, um, a lot of people out there just put their head in the sand and say, I'm hiring you to do this, do it without really understanding um, or managing their expectations properly. Now, part of that is the fault of the agency um, because those expectations should be clearly laid out. Um, agencies shouldn't just take on anybody. You know, they should make sure they're working with a qualified individual. Startups are tough because money's tight. It's already hard enough to get paid. Now you're not really getting a lead flow in there. So you got to make sure that you can understand what it is that you're buying and then being consistent with it, um, creating the processes and the systems that are replicable and scalable. Um, so when it comes to SEO, I mean, SEO can take six months, three months, a year to really bear fruit. Uh, yeah. But when it's done consistently, that fruit grows for a very long time with little, you know, a little bit of maintenance, you still have to water the garden and weed it and all that stuff. Um, and, and so that's the biggest thing it's consistency is key. And I think that's in all aspects of business. Um, the big thing I see people is, is jumping from agency to agency and trying this and they get the shiny new object syndrome and they're go to a convention and they find some software that they say is going to revolutionize Google. And maybe it works for a few months, but it, it always comes back to the basics. You need to make sure that you have a good digital footprint with a nice, professional, highly converting website, 
all your social channels are, are, are filled out and you're using them, you're active on Google business profile, and then you're out in the world making relationships, asking the right questions to people that you want to partner with. If you want to work with a property management company, um, the article that uh, Brandon Reese wrote, I think on, on the solutions-based sales on CNR was yep. awesome. I mean, that yes. he turned, you know, something that yeah, was just a conversation <laughs> just yeah. by asking the right questions. Right. Yep. And so when you complete that whole circle with everybody and you're consistent with it, that's, that's the people we see that um, our clients that are the most successful are consistent they understand what it is they're buying and they have very realistic expectations as to what's going to happen. Agencies cannot just wave a magic wand and get you leads. It's nobody can guarantee anything. Yeah. So understanding that you're in a partnership with somebody that's doing the work, they're out there in the field learning. Um, they should be learning. They should be on, on the top of all these algorithm updates and then making incremental changes to make sure that we all get to the finish line. Um, you know, cause we share a, a, a similar goal, right? We want to get leads for you just as much as I'm sure you do. Um, and so we have to just understand that you're working in a partnership and it, it does take some time and it's not always going to be a home run. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, understanding really is, is a big part of it, educating yourself, which is why we, I write books and articles and I do the podcasts is because we're trying to cut through all that noise and really just have people focus in on what it really takes to win. Do you have any customers that are killing it on more outside the box social media? I was going to say TikTok, which I feel like for our industry can be a little difficult. It's not outside the box. It's a very popular platform. But do you see anybody utilizing that or WhatsApp? I can't think of some other ones, but some other social media platforms other than Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram that are killing it. T TikTok is a big one. It just depends on the type of industry you're in. And, yeah, and again, you know, it's, it's hard. It's a double-edged sword. So to, yeah. to go all in and, and really try to create and carve out yourself a place on a social media channel, because it, it can be done in any industry. You can create engaging, fun content. Um, yeah. The biohazard cleanup people do really good on TikTok because they, you know, it's, I guess people are more interested in seeing it. They do a lot better on the reels, but yeah. What I always say is, and and yes, so TikTok is, if we're going to say somebody's outside the box, there's some some pretty interesting TikTok and uh, Instagram reel and video stuff. Uh, they're done in the biohazard mitigation uh, world. Um, but if you don't have all your other ducks in a row, you know, if in the pantheon of what is going to be to take, you know, what it takes to be successful, website, SEO, call tracking, mm -hmm. systems in your business and all this stuff, then then going too hard on one of those social channels you're, you're not going to, it's not, you're not going to have an ROI and you're really going to invest a lot of time and energy into something that may or may not work. I'm sure the percentage of people that break out in the restoration world or the cleaning world from an Instagram account are, are probably pretty low. Yeah. Can it happen? Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's a ton of YouTube stars and out there, and there's a lot of different weird content I've seen uh, oh, yeah. out there, but you know, get your basics in order first. And then, you know, once that's all running like a well-oiled machine, then that's when the outside the box stuff starts coming into play because we, we figure that as secondary forms of marketing your business. And again, just depends on who your target customer is, where you are, and, and if you can actually really be consistent. You know, it's bad to have a TikTok and you make three cool videos and then you're, you know, then it goes from like once a week to once a month to once a year, and then nothing, which... 95% of the social channels, YouTube blogs on websites. That's how it goes. You'll see like four back to back four months yeah. and there's one every three months. And then there's one. And so, and it's, and you know, Google reviews is the same thing. They've got seven, three-year-old reviews. And there's like one from a year ago. And then there's like one from a week ago. And you're not really consistent with your processes. And that would be key. I, yeah. When I think about making one TikTok video, I'm like, I would rather write five articles than try to make one TikTok 
right post at all whatsoever people so put so much time and energy into those and they have to be creative and different to stand out yeah. so it, yeah it's a completely different ballgame and what what are the results you're expecting to get out of this you know these videos you know what i mean so, so yeah. if you can create a video for each one of your services that's engaging and, and inform and informative and create a, a welcome video for your company and then consistently make video and get client testimonials then yeah i say if you can handle that then you definitely should be you know trying some outside the box stuff and at that point, you most likely will be able to hire somebody to manage that, you know, and that's the big thing. A lot of restoration and cleaning companies, one of the first things they do is hire somebody to run their social media. And I think that's so bad because you're net, you're, you're, there's no ROI. It's a branding play. You know, you're going to be top of mind. There is in the cleaning world running ads, you know, selling different products and services that you do. But in general terms, if you can't handle posting on Instagram yourself or having like your text doing that or sending you videos and how are you going to oversee and create SOPs for somebody else to come and do it? Um, and a lot of times when you hire an agency to run your social media platforms, you already have to send them the content. You already have to send them the, the, the captions. So, you know what, you're just paying them to post it. Um, most people aren't engaging. They're not answering comments. They're not using the right hashtags. So learn, get the basics in order, do this stuff yourself really well. And then you start, Hey, now we're going to scale this a little bit differently. Then you can bring somebody on as a social media manager or something like that. Okay. To start making cool TikToks. Perfect. Okay. Before we wrap it up, I want to have you talk about your omnipresence article. We're recording this toward the end of March and we just published an article that you wrote on omnipresence. So you've talked about it a little bit throughout the podcast, yeah. podcast but what does that mean? And people can go dive into the article, but talk a little bit about what you mean. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's not relying too heavily on any one channel to get leads to your business, right. And, and brand your business. So um, there is no one size fits all. And you have to make, you have to remember that there is every one of these things, Google, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, there are services, there are companies that can go out the door just like that. And you never want to weigh or rely too heavily on that. And an easy way to, and everybody can probably relate to this. The last couple of years, some of the major lead gen services that everybody uses, uses, we're not producing, mm -hmm. right? They're, they're buying Google ads. So Google went through this huge transition um, the pay-per-click stuff's a little weird and it's really now just starting to break out and become a little bit more productive. But you know, you understand that these lead gen services are just using that. So if you're a person that only relied on that, you probably had a rough go at things if you even made it. I know a lot of businesses just went right out of business because there was no because there's nobody that can get them, right? If these big lead gen and their pay-per-click's not working, you know, you have to worry now, now you have to rely on your organic traffic or your maps rankings, um, which a lot of people neglected. Google business profile is a big one. So Taking an omni-channel approach, just meaning take getting as many channels to drive inbound leads and get as much brand recognition for your company as possible in general terms. So don't neglect any one channel. Um, try them all and make sure you have a presence in all of them because you can always pivot. A lot of people got you know lost a lot of business because of yep. Facebook going down and Instagram. A lot of people lost a lot of business and companies because of the lead gen services and pay-per-click going through these influxes last year. Okay. All right. Anything else that you want to add that we haven't talked about? This covered a lot about marketing. Nicely, nicely done. I love it. Oh, thank you. No, I mean, um, you know, we're always here. If anybody has questions, you know, check us out. I've got a YouTube channel for Ironclad Restoration Marketing. We make I make videos every single day. Uh, we address anything from, you know, marketing to um, how to properly get reviews and stuff like that. And check out the podcast. We have really cool guests like you come on and uh, teach everybody something and hopefully, um, you know, you can have some takeaways. I have a book available on Amazon. You can check out. Um, but yeah, I'm always an open book. We're always here. My team's here to answer questions. If you guys want to email us, um, if you're struggling with something, I'm, I'm, 
an active observer in the Restoration Rebels on, on Facebook. And, you know, <laughs> I hope to just be able to help as many of you out there as possible. Perfect. Where can people find your podcast and tell, share a, like a few of the guests that you've had? I've, I've listened to some of them. So share a few like highlights. Well, there's this really great lady named Michelle that I had on oh. uh, not that long ago from CMR Magazine. I don't know if you Somebody ever heard else. of it. Yeah, no, um, actually we just, one of the guests I was really, I'm really excited about recently is Larry Cooper um, yep. from the experience events. He's, you know, if you're not familiar with Larry, he like, he's like the Michael Jordan of this industry. I mean, he, it was such yeah. a cool conversation to get to know him and his path and his journey um, and, and realize all the parallels between his business and how I'm doing things. Um, and that was exciting because we're ironclad is one of the gold sponsors for the experience in Fort Lauderdale. And I actually am going to get on stage and speak on May 8th. So we're you. really excited for that opportunity. Um, we've got some cool guests coming up. I think we've got, uh, we've had Jeff Deem. Um, he's creating this really cool software for your estimating and invoicing. Um, Richelli Mordecai has been on John Isaacson is always great to have on there. He's a wealth of knowledge. He's one of the people I look up to in this industry to learn more about it. You know, I'm a marketer. Um, I have construction background. I've learned what I've learned in the restoration and cleaning industry just by marketing for them. But I always lean on people like you and John and, and Reed from the guys from Floodlight. Um, they're going to be a guest on tomorrow, I think, on the podcast. Awesome. Uh, so, you know, they're all, I'm excited about all the guests. I can't even believe that people even just want to even come talk to me for five minutes. So I'm always gracious about it. Um, but the podcast can be found on any streaming service, Spotify, whatever you whatever you listen to podcasts. It's the Restoration Rundown. Um, the website for my, our business is ironcladrestorationmarketing.com. And we have a YouTube channel for both of those. So all of our webinars we've ever done are on the website, on our YouTube channel. If you want to learn, uh, anything at all, um, about marketing your business and what to do, what not to do, I implore you to check out our YouTube, um, or check out my book on Amazon. You just got to search my name, Benjamin Riccardi. Um, it's the no BS guide to internet marketing for restoration contractors. And if you want, if anybody's listening to this, I feel like, and I didn't tell you this before, but I want to, I, we can give away a few of these books. So any of your listeners want to engage a little bit, share this episode, we will um, find out a way to get your address and send you a couple of these for free. Love it. Awesome. Well, Benjamin, thank you so much. You are a wealth of knowledge. Congrats on speaking at the experience. That will be amazing for everybody who's there. And I look forward to catching up with you again soon. Yeah, likewise. Thanks for having me on. For more restoration today and the latest news, visit our website cnrmagazine.com and find the latest episodes of the Restoration Today podcast on your favorite podcasting platform.